Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This week, we're telling the story of Alfred Lowenstein. Thanks for listening. Mariah, this is Casey. a very different story. Okay. I think that there's a pattern of like we have like events or situations that lead us to miss a week and then I end up doing like one of the weird stories the yeah. following week. I feel do you feel like that's a pattern too? Yeah, I would say so. I think, I think it, it like gets us and back in we're trying to like jump start the, yeah. the pattern again. Right, right, it's right. It's been it's been really kind of difficult to find a groove. Of, it's been of when to record life wild. has been crazy yeah we'll talk we'll talk we'll yeah. share with our friends at the end it'll be good yes. but um but and which i mean it's a foolish i need to i wish i could adjust <laughs> because <laughs> the episodes that have like any title that's not a flight number right like, you know not everybody likes those so it's usually eh, it's fine i yeah. like the story I hope i'm you excited too. <laughs> yeah i'm excited we are going all the way back to 1928. No, we are not. We are That's straight insane. back. Awesome. 1928. Yes. Almost and 100 years ago. Oh my, don't. That's <laughs> makes it worse. <laughs> Much worse. <laughs> you mean 70 years ago, right, Mariah? Like, right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> almost 80 years Silly. ago, maybe. No. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the um we're going to be in europe the whole time so it's like the interwar period between world war one and world war two um difficult times in most of the well in america and yeah. europe i guess maybe not everywhere eh, whatever believe it on so yeah. we're flying a plane that is totally new which makes sense because we're going so far back right I swear to you, the name of this plane is a Fokker trimotor. Beautiful. F-O-K-K-E-R. Uh, it is exactly F -O what it sounds like. F-O-K-K? <laughs> F-O-K-K-E-R. Okay. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, I don't know how else you could say that. <laughs> right. It's just got to be... It's Fokker, I guess. And uh, tri motor, three motors, good idea, right? Because you know it's 1928, and you yeah. need to give yourself options. Um, there's a like prop engine on the nose, and then one under each wing. The plane is not too big. Okay, it's it can seat like eight to twelve passengers, depending on the layout and like if it's. This is like the infancy of aviation, yeah. right? Like we had planes and people were like, that's cool. And then we had World War One, and they used them to try to kill each other, definitely yeah. to kill each other. And so this is like very, very, very early. And this aircraft is actually like quite popular because it has like for the time a good range. It's like pretty um reliable enough or whatever it does the thing it flies you know three engines makes people feel safer mariah this plane is made out of plywood it's made out of oh plywood mariah plywood 
Oh my god. Fabric. Fabric. No. Fabric and steel. Like, okay, so you got some metal on there, but you need to use Not like light enough. material. Not enough metal. Should the whole thing should be metal, right? right? So, the only fabric should be in the inside. And the nice <laughs> comfy figure. Oh, <laughs> this plane. I mean, and this is also a time where like planes are like, if you have, if you're gonna, how can I say this? For big like commercial aviation, you're still looking at like blimps, you know? Yeah. Like that's right. the time we're in, right? So those are made out of fabric. So make the planes out of fabric. Right, It'll right. be fine, you know? And was, were the there individual would... seats or was it like bench style? Like, yeah. So there were on this. So there's, there's not like a ton of like straight up like commercial aviation, like an airline and I buy a ticket and I get on the plane. But those ones, so if you do KLM existed at this time already, Lot, which is the Polish airline, it already existed. And they both use these planes for their like very, like their, you know, infant, Mm -hmm. um, you know, commercial flights. And on those commercial flights, they would have it like laid out with individual seats, but like two and two, and with, you know, maybe eight seats, maybe 10 seats, maybe 12 seats. Gotcha. So on this aircraft, this is the private plane of Alfred Lowenstein. Mm. And if any of you watch, uh, what is it? What's the, those nice boys on BuzzFeed who tell the stories? I can't the Try Guys? Unsolved. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, uh, the BuzzFeed Unsold, Unsold, no, Unsolved. They did an episode about this story, and so I think probably a lot of people have seen that. Um, or you know, Cadaver yeah. did a good episode. Like this is a story that like makes the rounds, not for aviation necessarily, but because it's mysterious, and we'll get into that. So Alfred Lowenstein is the third richest man in the world which is pretty much what you'd have to be to just like have a private plane that you don't fly (laughs) and just like to take you places in 1928 right he um is belgian so he was born in belgium he is belgian um he his father his father was a german jewish man who married a Catholic woman, his mother, and converted to Catholicism for that marriage. So Alfred Lowenstein is a person with like a German-Jewish last name, but he is Catholic. And the reason I'm saying that is because it's the interwar period, right? Like maybe a a tough time to be alive in general, but maybe a tough time to, you know, be jewish and i guess it'll depend on i don't know i'm sure there was a difference of opinion as to whether or not he counted and like i say that because i don't know the extent to which he experienced like i don't know and i mean it when i say i don't know i don't know how much he his like extreme wealth was like used as like negative propaganda or positive propaganda or whatever right but you're kind of caught in the wheels of that like of the like wheels of anti-Semitism that are yeah. definitely a the major matters. problem at this time. Yeah. 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 And so he made 
his money, like <laughs> trying to like dig into that. It was, you know, sometimes you're trying to find something out and it's like either not enough information <laughs> or I have to buy this book and read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the, the situation. Um, but <laughs> he it's 1928 he invested in um electricity uh by 1928 like europe by and large is going to have electricity but belgium as i'm sure we all remember violently brutally savagely murderously like decimated huge swaths of africa Mm -hmm. and uh we're very much still there in 1928 and so his investments were in uh like electricity in like the belgian controlled parts of africa so um i think congo and then i think rwanda and burundi but someone can correct me so mm-hmm. that's he made a lot of his money doing that and he also uh was into like fake silk and i just that's <laughs> wild i didn't know you could be like the third richest person in the world selling fake silk right. i don't get it but <laughs> Um, and then he basically was into um, like kind of early hedge fund type of stuff, right? Like taking in investments in order to whatever, you know, whatever, moving money around to become more rich. So he was, again, I just want to like underline his extreme wealth. So Belgium was obviously decimated during World War II. Or World yeah. War One, rather. Yeah. World War Two didn't treat it too well either. But in World War One, <laughs> like Belgium was, you know, seriously, seriously, seriously devastated. Um, Germany is still supposed to be paying them reparations, but that's not going that well, and their whole like, countryside is destroyed. Blah blah blah. He offered Alfred Lowenstein offered to give the Belgian government fifty million. I believe 50 million Belgian francs at the time, Mm -hmm. which was like a huge amount of money, obviously. And like, here, I'll give you this money, prop up the economy, no interest loan. And I want to be able, let me print francs. Let me print Belgian francs. He like wanted to buy, he wanted to like privatize like printing money. Which, like, I don't know, like, you know, take your shot, I guess. Right, it's a bold move. It's bold. Uh, Belgium said, no, thank you. (laughs) Like, mm, no, thanks. Um, Yeah, but it's such, like, a bizarre, like, parallel history. If Belgium had been, like, right? Yeah, sure. Currency was privatized. Oh, my my gosh. I don't know how that works. Uh, But they said no. And um, he was really into, I'm just going to, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but he was really into horses. He bred and like had racing horses. Yeah. So it's, you know. I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's common, like rich people. Rich people. Thing. Yeah. To do. They like the horses. Mm-hmm. They want to race them. Prestige thing, I think. Touch, touch their <laughs> disgusting bodies. It's fine. So Alfred uh rich man rich 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 man and so he's flying around europe doing rich people stuff um he was in croydon in the uk so croydon evidently was the only 
only international airport in the UK, period, during the interwar period. So from the end of World War One until like, I guess the beginning of World War Two, there was one international airport and it was in Croydon and that's where we're starting out. Okay. okay. And I say that just be like to emphasize how like the extreme extent to which like aviation was in its infancy. You know, like this yeah. is still witchcraft. There's one obviously again I, the whole yeah, go ahead. I I was just gonna say it's one more than I thought there would be. So we're already <laughs> Right there. Like the Fair. fact that we're talking about the nineteen twenties, like what I no, it's yeah. not. I don't know what's happening. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like Croydon is. I know. I I don't know that any. Well, no, because the UK did have some, um, like blimps and stuff. I wonder if they also like shared this airport with mm. like the Hindenburg and stuff in nineteen. Oh right, yeah. That's wild to think Probably. about. Probably. So that is where we are starring in our little, little fucking trimotor, Fokker trimotor, okay? And we've got eight people on board. Okay. Uh, Captain Donald, First Officer Robert. I honestly, and I sincerely mean this, I don't know if in 1928, if like you would say, like, I don't know if all of those positions were like that emphasized so but yeah whatever so Ken donald first officers robert uh they're traveling alfred is obviously on the plane um the for the uh chauffeur so again Ooh. just how outrageously rich so you are flying <laughs> your own plane with your own pilots and you're bringing along the guy who drives you around right because <laughs> like you're not gonna just you're not gonna it's just you're i don't not gonna know, drive yeah. yourself when you get there you're not gonna drive yourself i'm not gonna have get into Please. a taxi like ugh. an animal like oh exactly there's no so uber the to chauffeur. order yeah exactly <laughs> um the valet fred so the man our boy like i don't know again it's like downton abbey times right or the end yeah. of downton abbey but uh the secretary is it a valet there is a valet Named okay. Fred. Fred. So Alfred and Fred are two different people. I see, I see. Uh, the secretary, Arthur, <laughs> um, and uh, two stenographers, which is like not a profession I've seen outside of a court. I think yeah. that they are, I think that like, again, I think that they're functionally what we would call like a secretary now. Gotcha. Uh, Eileen and Paula. So... Eight people total. Imagine we being Eileen and Paula just flying on a plane oh. in the 1920s. Can you imagine Eileen right. and Paula? They're but, like, but really, yeah, really. They're like, like ho- going is... home telling their friends, like, girls, you have no idea. Right. Uh, you're like a single woman. Yeah. Flying around, like, just writing down what this guy says. Right. <laughs> like, amazing amazing uh we are in our plywood fabric and steel plane and uh we are taken off so they took off from croydon around 6 p.m and they're heading for brussels so if you have your little mental map in your mind and you imagine the uk and you imagine like london kind of down in the like southeastern ish end 
So France, like if you're flying over the English Channel, I don't know if this is true everywhere, probably not. But in the U.S., I think the like English Channel is usually like maybe imagined as like what's between the U.K. and France. Mm. That's accurate. But then if you go up just above France, oh, my God, it's Belgium. So (laughs) that's where we're flying. Right. So. It's not a far distance. It would take a very short period of time now. Planes did not fly as fast as they do now back at this time, of course. Um, They don't fly as high either. The cruising altitude is 4,000 feet. So um, we're just going to fly this plane, boop, over to Brussels. And it'll take, at this time, a couple hours. But they'll be there before dark because it's America's birthday, July 4th. So Beautiful. July 4th, 1928. Happy birthday, America. No one is thinking about you right now <laughs> because we're in Europe. And yeah. um, they're just going to fly home to Belgium. Uh, the plane is extremely loud. And part of the reason I'm emphasizing that, if you think about, like, planes aren't exactly quiet now. They're a lot quieter than they were in the past obviously but you if you're on a plane and you are like sensitive to sound it's noticeable right you can mm. tell like it's muffling things but this plane is super loud because it's made out of plywood <laughs> and fabric <laughs> and there's three engines so the when you get on the plane if you imagine this okay so if you imagine just kind of like a big cessna style plane with like the wings out to either side and it's like tail is down there's like two wheels like up by the wings kind of Uh you know what i mean and then one little baby wheel under the tail yeah like one of those planes right yeah and um the door is a regular door (laughs) just a normal door like a strong door but just a door because again they want the materials to be light and that's like where most of the emphasis is on rather normal door you walk into the door right to be on the plane and you're in like basically a little vestibule where directly in front of you is the bathroom which very looks yeah you know also uh so bathroom straight ahead door to the cabin and eventually to the cockpit on your right so you walk in the door bathrooms in front of you you turn right there's like this the cabin they're like you know they have in in this cabin on this plane there's like a few seats on the right if you're looking at the cockpit and then like a table and like sitting area on the left and then you walk all the way down the aisle and that's where the cockpit is so the pilots have to come in through that door if that makes sense Mm. so that's like the layout of the plane and it's just insanely loud when they take off and they're flying over the English Channel. Uh, they're flying along. Everything seems normal. It's evening. Sun is setting, but they're like behind them. Planes at this time had radios, so they could communicate with boats or with the airport in theory. Um but the plane doesn't make any radio calls. And while it's flying toward Belgium and getting close about to land, but then instead of landing, 
it turns around, flies south, oh no, and lands on a beach in France instead of landing at the airport. And it landed on a beach in France that's actually controlled by the French military. And you're not allowed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed to land there. <laughs> but obviously, right. But maybe something's wrong with the plane. Yeah. Maybe, they don't know what's going on. So the the French military officers like drove over to see what's going on with this plane. And when they get there, the people are like sobbing, <gasps> shaking, crying, teeth chattering, like just extremely pale, sweating. Like everybody is just having this like extreme something is seriously, seriously wrong. And the officers are like, what it ha- what's happening? What happened? And they say our boss disappeared. What? And the French officers are like, I don't know what this is and just arrested them because they're not allowed to be there and brought them back to the base and sat them all down for questioning. Individually, they ask them what happened and everyone tells approximately the same story. They were flying along over the English Channel. Everything is normal. It's pretty noisy, so it's not you can it's not that comfortable to talk, but yeah. you know, at length. So people are mostly doing their own thing, reading books, writing letters, whatever. And Alfred is sitting at the table and he's writing like some notes. He's reading a little bit. He's whatever, just normal stuff that you would do on a plane. And he got up to go to the bathroom. He got up, went back, stopped and had like a little chit chat with Arthur, uh, who was sitting back by the door to the vestibule with the bathroom in it. Uh, Chit chat. Alfred walked through the door, shut the door behind him. They're just waiting for him to come out of the bathroom. I'm not really yeah. even waiting. I don't feel like I'm waiting for people to get out of the, Like, you're all doing your own thing, kind of, right? Right. Just, but, like, time kept, like, ticking by. And after a while, Arthur got up and went into that little vestibule and waited at the door, knocked on it, knock, knock, knock. No, no, nothing. No, what? No, nothing. And after a while, after he kept knocking, he thought maybe something was wrong, opened the door to the bathroom, empty. No, not in there. Nobody's there. Alfred's not there. And he like came back out into the cabin. And is like looking, it's an incredibly small space, 4,000 feet in the air, right? This isn't a big plane. Right. And he is, starts to like on the plane, starts to like shout about like, you know, so we, shouting over the sound of the mo- the engines, just like, hey, like, uh, 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 yeah. like, because what would you even say, right? right? What would you even say? Uh, he's gone. Uh, yeah. Alfred's gone. And they all, like, get up to look for him, but there's nowhere to look. Like, there's nowhere to look. Right. 
but they like verify with their own eyes that he's just gone. He's gone. What? And they try to tell the pilots, but the closer you get to the cockpit, the louder it is. And the pilots like literally cannot hear them, even though they're like screaming in their faces. So they write on a piece of paper like, uh, he's gone, yeah. <laughs> gone. Our boss is gone. All of our boss is gone. And so Donald just like, like land the plane, right? Just immediately just landed on like the nearest flat surface landed. And then they're all on the beach, like crying and looking for him because it just doesn't. What? What? Right. And then the French Cops showed up and and here we are. So the third richest man in the world just vanished. Oh my and God. the French military was like, ooh, okay. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> like the French were just like, this is not this is not our thing. Like yeah. we're not involved. Like don't trespass. Bye. Like Bye. Yeah. that's it. Right. And so like, then the, like who's in charge of like, like what happened? Who's going to like investigate? Look, yeah. Investigate. Right. Like what happened? And the, the Belgian authorities, like they, are like i guess us like because the uk was like no thank you like i do not like if it left from here and but they did say so they're like okay wait 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 okay back up was he actually on the plane like was he definitely on the plane are we sure he's on the plane right for sure and people i mean the people on the plane were very much like yes he was on the plane and at the airport like there were people at the airport who say like, yeah, he definitely got on the plane for sure. And so that's most of what like the UK offered was like, yes, we, we definitely, he was on it. Yeah. Um, the news absolutely exploded. This is, I mean, we're still talking about it right now, right? Yeah. So you can tell why. But at right. the time, like, it was, like, Massive. front page news everywhere. Like, what happened? What happened? They, uh, the speculation, right? So, okay, if we all agree he was on the plane, and we all agree he's not on the plane now, why where obviously one of the things people immediately are like murder right like gotta be like you killed him and the the french like the like french authority who was like in charge and who interacted with them for better whatever you think of this he was like there's no way it didn't happen the way that they said that yeah. guy was like, I like interviewed all of them. I like saw their faces like on the beach after that. And he's like, I just, I just do believe them. They were, I don't know how you'd fake that is right. basically what he said. But like the news is like, or 
or they're upset because they killed somebody, (laughs) you know, like, and like their stories match because they planned it or whatever. So they're like, that's obviously one of the things, the kinds of speculation. Another idea is, is like intentional suicide. Like, did he Mm, jump out of the plane on his own? And that got some credence because his wife, Madeline, pretty immediately went off in the press, like who were very, very happy to talk to her and very, very happy to print what she said because she said he was a jerk. We our marriage like was nothing. We didn't sleep in the same bed. We usually weren't even in the same country. Like I he loves his horses more than he loves me. Like whatever. Like they she was and she said that she thought it was suicide, which I will say, back to the religion thing, suicide is a horrible, I don't want to brush past it too, too lightly. Yeah. I don't want to accidentally do that. But the it's very, very, very serious business in Catholicism. And yeah. at this time, we're like before the whatever Vatican Council or whatever, right? So like that, it's a very, very serious thing to say because you're essentially saying that you don't think there's any like hope for his eternal soul, right? right. And so the people who were around him all the time, which like she wasn't the people who were around him all the time were like his employees the people who were on him on the, with him on the plane and things like that they were like well he like at the airport in croydon called to make dinner plans in mm. brussels yeah and like he was writing like the notes that he was writing on the plane were like notes about like things that were coming up and like there's no they like investigated his finances to see like did something disastrous happen recently or something like that and everything was pretty normal there's his family was like his family meaning like his his family of origin was like very very vehement that that was not the case mm-hmm. but again it's i don't know i don't know we'll come back to it okay but i don't want to um, ask too many questions yet we I, oh, oh, tell wait. me if I answer them. Okay. No, I want to hear the questions. I want to answer them. So, um, then there's obviously like, did he just like accidentally like fall out of the plane? <laughs> like, but did like, he just right, go ahead? W- but like, please. how <laughs> wouldn't they notice? Like, I'm thinking, okay, there's like <laughs> this is stupid, but I'm thinking it's a plywood fucking plane. Right. There's like a scene in. Your husband and my's favorite movie cha- franchise, The Mummy, where they yes. lift the toilet off the ground and they escape through the toilet oh. on the train. Uh-huh. Or he thinks yeah. about it at least. So like, like you would, yeah. He could just, so that like the but they would notice so that he, like something was a jar or like you know. Yeah. So that's exactly it. So the if he accidentally if he was in the bathroom. And he exited the bathroom. 
then he has you're in this like very very small little like very small little like hall little vestibule yeah right and in front of you when you walk out of the bathroom is the door that just opens and you're off the plane and to your left is the door to like go back into the cabin so thinking was basically if he just like left the bathroom and just went through the wrong door and just fell out like that's the thinking that was that's what that would be and then obviously there's gonna be like some story like some theories i should say that like he was um that it was like an escape that he like brought a parachute and and, like parachuted yeah planned it did all of that and part of that theory was that he supposedly had taken out like half a million francs from the like bank and he was just like gonna like run off into the sunset or whatever um he didn't take all that money out of the bank that just someone just made that up that didn't happen (laughs) but also it doesn't sound like a lot either (laughs) well yeah i mean compared to his overall wealth right he's keeping a very small slice and where do you need to run to like you just do what you want with that money exactly like right you don't need exactly. to run anywhere you own everything exactly right if you want to i mean yeah. even like if he wanted to run off with somebody or something like a divorce yeah. would have left him with more money than that five hundred thousand. i actually don't know if divorce was legal in belgium at the time mm. but he and his wife were like already living extremely like separate, separate lives yeah. and you could just i don't know whatever right like you're saying like you don't have to you don't have to do this right right to to escape and so the press is just going hog wild and it's kind of hard like what do you investigate they're like following up on different leads and they're like the investigators are talking to the people who are on the plane with him, talking to the, um, like his family, talking to different, like the, you know, company that produces the plane and like aviation experts and stuff like that, just like trying to figure it out. And in Belgium, there's a, the, at the time in Belgium, if there was not a body then you could not declare the person dead Mm. and for X number of years. And so that would mean that Madeline and they had one son together named Bobby, that they would not have been able to access his money. And like the company wouldn't be able to like access it. Like it's just, if he just vanishes, yeah. then nobody gets the money for years. Mm. And so finding a body, like there's a very, very, very high premium on trying to find him, right? And so they've got like, there's obviously the English Channel has a lot of like boats going back and forth yeah. in it anyway, but they're also like, there's a reward, you know, for finding him because they Madeline especially really wants that body. Yeah. She does not want to have no money for four years. Uh, and two weeks later, on July 19th, 1928, some fishermen find a body and they 
wrapped it up and tied it and dragged it behind the boat back to the land. I know. I think that it was, I don't know how big the boat was. Oh, okay. I don't know. But just, I don't know. Or, I mean, I'm sure it was like decomposing. I don't know. Yeah. But so they bring the body back and he was wearing a watch that was engraved and like with his, like it, it was him. This was him. Wow. And so they had found his body. And so they did an autopsy. One of the things that I hadn't said already, like part of the idea of like the murder plot, right, in the press especially, and probably for the investigators too, like they have to investigate that angle for sure. One of the ideas was that he, they had like drugged him or, you know, like Mm. for, like drugged him, knocked him out, whatever, forced him out of the plane, like one way or the other. And so when they did the autopsy, they're looking to see, you know, his cause of death and they tested for like any substances. I, again, we're not just in the infancy of aviation. We're also kind of in the infancy of, like, effective, like, criminal investigation, forensics, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say, yeah. right? So I don't, I don't know anything about, like, the process or anything like that. But doing the autopsy, the tests that they had available at the time, they didn't think he had any drugs in his system. They didn't think he had any, even alcohol. He wasn't known to be, like... He didn't really drink a lot of alcohol, so nothing in his system, and he appeared to have, like, died on impact, and yeah. I think he just walked out the wrong door. I know. Ugh. He just walked out the wrong door. I, I, like, I can see myself doing such a thing. A hundred (laughs) percent. A hundred percent. Oop. But right, exactly. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like there's yeah. The um so the doctors who did the autopsy said that he died on impact, that there's no sign of like additional injury, there's no sign of drugs. Um, but they also explicitly said that they think he accidentally like walked off the plane, basically, mm. which isn't i don't know that like doctors would make that overruling that it wasn't intentional now because it's not necessarily something you can glean from an autopsy Mm. you know but um again it's maybe more out of like kindness than anything else right Mm, like just compassion for the family and it is the case that the only real there's not there's not a lot of evidence that it was intentional. The the evidence that exists is basically just the fact that like you don't know what someone is thinking. Yeah. And Madeline who like God bless her maybe wanted was definitely <laughs> like she was dragging his name through the mud and like yeah. that idea like saying that he like intentionally walked off the plane. Yeah was in that same like set of information where it's like he's he's a jerk and like this is my chance i don't know exactly so I don't know. right right yeah 
but um so they just said they it just was officially ruled an accident it was officially ruled the an accident yeah. madeline got her money kind of his family took it to court and they ended up splitting it up but whatever like yeah. whatever so uh but what actually happened <laughs> what actually happened what because the thing is is that the like officials accepted he just he just chose the wrong door yeah but anybody who like had ever been on a plane which almost undoubtedly those investigators had not ever experienced or maybe they had been you know maybe they were in like fought in world war one and yeah whatever but like uh, just this kind of aircraft is not something that a lot of people have any experience with and anybody who did have experience with it were like no yeah <laughs> he did not just walk <laughs> off the plane it doesn't work that way right so what they the people like the company who produced the aircraft and like different aviators of the time universally said it's just not possible it's not possible yeah. you're at four thousand feet so pressurization all of that just isn't a thing at this time right they're under ten thousand feet flights do not go above that and like that the the um science of pressurization like we just we're not in that sphere yeah, right no. so we're that's not a factor. Or plywood planes we're in a we're in it's plywood, plywood fabric, fabric and little, and little metal. metal like yeah pre we're not pressurizing it no you can't you, it's impossible you probably literally can't so um but you're still going fast enough to stay in the air you know like you're still literally flying through the air you can't yeah. just like push open the door so the door does open the same way our car doors open, meaning mm. like it opens like uh, so that it's harder to push open than it is to like fly open, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And it opens outward, like you said, like the door on your house probably does, right? Like your the yeah. outer door usually opens outward, right? So that's how it opens. But um at like mid flight can you open it can you open it like no yeah, right and some like officials from the company that makes the aircraft because they were really 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 like no he didn't just no. open the door yeah no right and a lot of reporters also are like investigating this or whatever so they did like a test where they had a bunch of people who were wearing harnesses to keep them from flying off the plane or i guess not to keep them from flying up to so they would just that would suck too right if you just yeah. like we're doing a test for your newspaper and you just like are dangling that yeah. would stink so yeah. anyway the um they got up to four thousand feet and they tried to open the door and they like physically they had two men two men physically like push as hard as they could on the door and the two of them pushing with all their might open the door like three inches oh like barely open the door yeah. right and that's if you just it's not you know if you're just absent-mindedly walking through the wrong door which is like easy to do but not if the door is you don't yeah, absent-mindedly like, right. right you can't you physically can't absent-mindedly do that right and so they 
do that task they they have they like have the people like take turns trying to do it by themselves and they like tried it in a lot of different ways just to like really test and like push it right see like how hard do we have to push in order to make something happen um one of the men was able to like push the door open slightly uh by like bracing his foot against the opposite wall and like really pushing like in a very very extreme way but the other thing is every time they were able to push the door enough to get it to open a crack when they like relieved the pressure when they stopped pushing the door slammed shut Mm. like extremely loudly and shook the plane and so everybody's like there's no way first of all no second of all no because people would have heard it like people would have known and noticed and it doesn't so yeah back to like what happened um jeez so there's so murder obviously got like the most attention right in like theories that people have made starting from like the day it happened pretty much right like so the people on the plane were all his employees who he traveled with, you know, like these are like a close band, honestly, like succession descended. That's what I'm kind of picturing, right? Like you're yeah. around, not like that. He would be like the same as the care, not this. What am I trying to say? That like, you're kind of like a unit of people who have yeah. to like move together in order to like do your business dealings or whatever. Right. So the, uh, by all accounts, they were actually friends with each other. Like oh, that, okay. it they he wasn't known to be like a jerk to them, or at least that wasn't. Well, that's good. If if that was something he'd been accused of, that would have gotten plenty of like play, right? Yeah. Because it would create more of a motive, right? I'm sure a lot of people can like picture throwing their boss out of a plane, right? Yeah. Like that's that's a feeling, but nobody made that allegation that yeah. there was anything any reason they would dislike him enough to do that he is however extremely rich right and the people on this plane aren't his family like if he dies they're not gonna like they, they're they not gonna get that money mm-hmm. they're gonna lose money because now they don't have their job right so he is incredibly rich does somebody become rich if he dies? Like, say, does somebody, is somebody else having an affair? Yeah. So that's one of the theories. I'll start with that one. So one of the theories I have no. Well, I'll, I'll save it to the end. So he. One of the theories is that Madeline was having an affair with Donald, the pilot. Oh, right. Inter- twist. Donnie, that's exactly what the I did. Pilot. I was like, oh, bringing right. it back. A twist. So the idea. So Donald. Donald. Lived incredibly lavishly after this happened. Donald. Like. Way beyond like what a pilot would make. Donald. That's not right. And so here's the thing. Like the door, no matter what, like. It would be, okay, let's say blatant murder. They're all in on it. 
but you have to force the door open with all your strength. How are you going to do that? Yeah. Right. Just like right. literally and get there's, someone it's like else a, out. Like, no. Right. Without falling out yourself. <laughs> right. And it's an extremely small space like yeah. that that little place with like the three doors that's like a very small area to have a bunch of people like pushing one of them out right, right. if you have to push that hard but if you're at altitude and you slow the plane down right like if you just slow it down this is like a old school biplane it's not a jet right yeah. so it can it can glide pretty darn slow and so if donald just slows the plane down and somebody else pushes them out Ooh. maybe okay and so along those lines I have truly no knowledge of where the idea that Donald and Madeline are having an affair comes from, except that it was a thing that was said. Gotcha. And I don't, and I mean it when I say, I don't know, maybe yeah. there is, maybe they were, I don't know, <laughs> you know, but, or maybe they never literally never met each other. I don't, you know, mm -hmm. but so if, if Donald slowed the plane down again, is everybody in on it or, so Fred, going all the way back, Fred, the, one of those employees, yeah, the secretary. He was the um, um, Fred. He's the valet. Yes. So Fred, Fred, the valet, and that's like a very so valet. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But I, my understanding, like in the U.S., a valet is a person who parks your car at an event. Yeah. And that's it. And then brings it back to you. Yeah. That's the entire meaning of that. Currently, yeah. But, but you watched out Abby. I watched yeah. out Abby. <laughs> I'm sure lots of you did, too. So, like, a valet would be somebody who, it's like a very, like, intimate relationship where you are, like, helping the person get dressed and, like, do yeah. their hair bathe whatever right like it's a very close personal relationship and fred also lived very lavishly after this happened but he was very 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 troubled and mm. he had like developed a gambling addiction would never ever talk about what happened which i don't necessarily think I mean, I think you might just not want to talk about it. I'm sure it was a horrible event, whether you caused it or not. Right. But, There's, um, that's, no, that's not like proof. Right. But Fred died four years after this. He died in 1932. And he died. It was ruled a suicide. But remember Bobby? Bobby is Alfred's son, mm -hmm. his one child. Like, Fred, like Bobby, like found Fred's body where Fred had died from being shot by Bobby's gun. Uh, so some people are like, did Bobby think Fred killed his dad? Right. And did Bobby murder Fred? Yeah. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. So that's like. That's 
that is the that how can I say this? That theory is the one that is murder, but doesn't involve literally everyone on the plane. Yeah. Right. And which there's just no way that everybody could be involved. Well, and that's so like if you just take that route, right, if you just say literally all all seven of them were just like, we're going to murder him, we're going to murder him like this deal and then i don't know would they all keep their story the same forever i feel like right that's someone not would a be good pissed situation that they, get, they didn't get enough or whatever the deal was right. like someone's getting right up, someone's getting upset somewhere right or just like and again i mean if they're all in on it and it's like their plan like what's the plan like, what is the plan? Where, How are you benefiting from this if it's, like, right. your idea and you decide to do this? Because if just two people did it, then, like, but how exactly? Exactly, Because, right. like, did, did everyone else, like, really not notice? Did the other pilot, Robert, not notice that, you know, like, the, sh- the shaking of the door slamming? It is loud. I don't know. So if... All of them are somehow in on it, then I I don't know. Yeah. What's yeah. the deeper thing? Right. Um, there's all do you, Arnold Rothstein. So at this time, Arnold Rothstein was like a gangster or whatever. And he supposedly, allegedly, whatever word you want to use, was involved with alfred in some kind of like drug deal and like that was like arnold rothstein was making his money that way and i don't know yeah apparently maybe whatever so if if the two of them were involved then the thinking was that you know well if you're like involved in the drug trade then Maybe you got murdered, right? So did Arnold murder him? Uh, Arnold Rothstein was unpredictable and, like, did weird things, you know, or whatever. Like, when I say weird, I mean, like, he did, you know, violent. He double-crossed people. He whatever. Like, he's not a good person at all, and he definitely did murder people. But when Alfred died, Arnold did not... He was in a worse financial position when he died because if if like Alfred is and there's some there is some like evidence for this. So if Alfred is like functioning as like a bank or like an investor Mm -hmm. for Arnold's drug business and then he dies, then that's it like cuts off money like you lose money. Oh, right. Yeah. So it is like shady and again maybe but why and the uh, if one idea that is also so if maybe this theory and maybe involves arnold rustin and maybe doesn't um the idea that there was like a, basically a stowaway on the plane oh. somebody hid like in the bathroom hid in like the back whatever hid somewhere on the plane and then through 
Alfred off the plane and then parachuted out or something like that. Like something where that one is crazy. That's like (laughs) wild. (laughs) And I do think about like most people said it was like 10 minutes ish Uh before anyone checked on Alfred. And I, I don't know. Am I wrong? I feel like I would you check on somebody after 10 minutes? probably not you would i feel like it would be longer yeah like yeah before you would like i don't think i would even notice right for 10 minutes but i wonder i don't know then i think like maybe if they felt or like heard the sound of the door slamming shut or like felt something weird and then you're like oh i should go check right but then why wouldn't you say that? Because that would be like a very exonerating thing. Yeah. If you just said that. And I, I feel know. like especially with the tests, they probably would have said like, you know, if he did go out this way, you would have heard this or felt this or and they would have right. said something. And no one, right. no one changed their story throughout their life. Like, no. Yeah, nobody did. Oh, my God. Nobody did. I. Which theory do you think, like, which one do you gravitate towards? Because I have my own theory and I'm sticking to it. Okay, I want to hear it. Like, I, I guess. I'm going with I the guess, toilet theory. Yeah. I think they lifted the fucking oh, toilet like, out of the ground. He. Somebody did. Fell out a different spot than the door. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's made of plywood. I like that theory. It is made on a plywood. Or somebody was in the bath. Uh, uh, someone was in the bathroom, and they were like, "I'm gonna kill you." Like his maybe uh-huh. his wife hired somebody. They hid in the bathroom. See, yeah. Then they lifted the toilet out, shoved him through the hole on the ground, put the toilet back, and hid somewhere else or something. That's my theory. It's, it's good. Absolutely I like that no. Theory. No, it's good. I like it. Exactly in the same way that I like the theory that the there was no DB Cooper and yes. the flight attendants yeah. and the pilots were just decided to do it. Yeah. Because both of those are sublime. Yes. Like I want both of those <laughs> to be true. Both of those can be true. It's so And we don't know. Uh, we don't actually know. So it could be true. We don't know. Yeah. I hope <laughs> that there was no no DB Cooper and it was just the flight attendants. Cause like beautiful. Great. Yeah. You know? Great. They got away with it. Um they got away with it. That's what you like to see when somebody does like a really a really like convoluted bank robbery. <laughs> but the uh like I do I I will say this too, okay? Cuz I want to at least like it is I think and maybe I am wrong, but I I do Am I wrong to think that it's possible that they might have just been flying more slowly and the door was easier to open and he... And he just like booped it right on out. Yeah, walked out. Or one of the things I think about and this... I I have... So you know me, Mariah. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We know each other. You know that like I like... I can't just stand up straight on my own two feet yeah. for a long time. Yeah. It's not how, who, who can do this, <laughs> right? So one of the things I was thinking is like, if you're just, I don't know, if you're just like 
it's been a lot of people and you're in this like little enclosed space that's really noisy with like all the people like maybe you just like take a little moment in like the little vestibule and you're just like i'm gonna just collect myself by myself yeah yeah and then like if you lean against the door oof and bump it yeah i can see that's what i can see myself doing i can specifically see myself like that you know asian squatting on the ground just to take like a little a little minute and then like bumping the door and like falling out yeah but i don't know i guess but you would that would boy that would be really a shame because it would be it would be terrible so many so many like unlikely things right like or so many things would have to all of them are like maybe not so unlikely but it'd be really bad for them all to come together at the same time right you know right like and i also don't know if it even at face value somebody can email us and i hope they will to say but like how likely or unlikely would it be that they would just be flying at like a slower speed for some reason you Mm, know yeah yeah because without the wind resistance it seems extremely plausible to me that you could just walk out the wrong door okay yeah if without if yeah, there's if not if the, the door thing, isn't difficult right, like to if, open. Right, exactly. Like if they were flying slower, then that is probably the most plausible answer. That he just but, that he just like walked out the wrong door. Right. If if you don't have that factor. Yeah. But maybe maybe I'm silly and that's not even like maybe that's not likely at all. You know what I mean? But like maybe how the speed how yeah. into the flight did he disappear again? Like how how long into well, the flight? Well, that so you're relying we're relying on like the people on board for right, that information, like right? Yeah. So yeah, and so if you think that they murdered him, then whatever, then they would. Then I guess you don't believe them, right? If you right. think that they murdered them, murdered him, and if you, it according to them, according to what they said, it was actually like very very close to landing in belgium like in brussels when they noticed so they were like isn't it plausible that they the would be going slower anyways if they're like trying to slow yeah, down to I land think so. yeah i think so so i don't know but i again i i don't know why i don't know why they would the pilots wouldn't have said that Right. But again, I don't know. That's the thing that's weird in the tests and like in the like records that still exist of the tests. They didn't say how fast the plane was going in those tests. Uh. I don't know. Like if you ever have you ever tried or accidentally like opened your car door at like 50 miles an hour or something? Yeah. It's pretty hard. Yeah, it's pretty hard. It's not. Yeah, it's really heavy. Yeah. If, or not heavy, but like there's, you know. Yeah, there's like a lot of so resistance. resistance. Yeah. Right. I I think the fact that it really seems like Bobby, Alfred's son, murdered Fred. Mm-hmm. That seems suspicious to me. Yeah. Like what? Because what seem... else would be the tie? Right. And, um, I don't know. 
Madeline Madeline actually does have a motive, right? Like yeah. In theory. I don't know why you would, if you murdered your husband or had him murdered, I don't know why you would go to the press and be like, and he was a jerk <laughs> and I didn't even like him. And like, right, we, yeah. we haven't, you know, slept in the same bed in years. Like, would is that what you would do if you just murdered him? Right, Probably. right, right. Like, ma'am, Madeline, control yourself. <laughs> like. Yeah. Oh. Well, and also like, I don't know. I think we have a different obviously we have a different more modern perspective because we've had time to evolve to like the idea of planes and like all these things and mm-hmm. and true crime and and all of the different mm-hmm. things that happened in the world um you don't have like that criminal thing uh like yeah, perfected that's you know true. like that's you true. don't know how how you're supposed to act because you've never seen it or you know, you're right. trying to think of what what an innocent person would do or what. You know what I mean? I don't know. Right. I don't know. Right. Or she just like hates him that much. That yeah, she's, she's just like, like I'm going to kill him and him. trash him. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess even in terms of like. I don't know. I, I truly don't know what she was thinking, because like she also must have felt really confident that she was going to get that money because she did end up going to court against his, his family went to court against her and did win some money, like did get a cut. And I find it difficult to imagine that they wouldn't in the court case have been like, well, she said that they hadn't like, they just didn't have a real marriage and like, weren't even in the same country most of the time. Like, their marriage was a sham so that's according to her so we think we should get some of the money yeah. like so i guess even with what we know happened for sure it seems a little reckless madeline yeah funny yeah very reckless oh very reckless Damn. she didn't even go to the funeral oh my gosh i know she really didn't like him Damn. yeah she liked that money i don't though. know she did she did and I hope she spent it well, I guess. So, because, yeah, yeah. I don't I really don't know. It's a really weird story. Like all of all of the different things seem to have like. It's real. He definitely he he was definitely on the plane and he definitely fell off the plane one way or the other. Yeah. And it's really hard. Like you have to work really hard to create a scenario where even be remotely plausible right and it's hard to picture it's kind of like an all or nothing thing with the people on board like yeah if any of them murdered him then it seems like they would all know that that had happened i think eileen would have said something don't you oh yeah paula eileen not not because they're like weak i just kind of the opposite because i think they like yeah they i don't know right like how and if he wasn't a jerk like i just i don't know someone would have right. turned like someone would have yeah someone would have don't cracked. okay how much okay mariah you're on a plane yeah. with your boss and your co-workers okay hypothetical boss or my them, real boss your imaginary boss okay. like the the platonic ideal of a boss okay. or whatever just the imagined thing so not your current boss okay um people at work do listen to this now 
No. Yeah, okay, so yeah, definitely not definitely not your real boss. <laughs> okay. Um a boss or like the boss that you had at Ted's. Oh, fuck that guy. Okay, yeah. Okay. My boss at Ted's. <laughs> so So, okay. You you are just like on the plane reading a book or whatever. And then like let's say two of your coworkers get up and throw your boss off the plane yeah and then come in and they're like i'm gonna throw you off the plane right now or i'm gonna pay you um i'm gonna say 75 million dollars yeah so you can live and get 75 million dollars and shut up or you can fly out the plane one trillion percent taking the money okay and then take the money yeah and then what that's the the thing I mean, why did they kill him? <laughs> well, you don't get to know for the oh, money. God. I don't know. Madeline, it's Madeline. Madeline <sighs> said she'll give everybody halvesies. I'd take, if... Yeah, I'd take the money. I'd fucking take the money. And especially then, I'd take the money. But would you shut your mouth forever? No, would you absolutely never, not. I'd say? probably that's tell right away. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, as soon as, I, as, soon as I get that money. Yeah. I'm... Mm, yeah. um, yeah, I'm making a stop. I'm making a little pit stop on my way home. It's 19. It is. It is literally the 1920s. Right. <laughs> you can go. You can just move. You're OK. You're Belgian in this scenario. So let's say you speak French. You could literally go to like. Nice and just say like my name is whatever like susan waterson yeah and you just have a new life now yeah. and are rich yeah. like no one would ever find you in a million years no. then you'd just be just gone it would be know. hard to not take the money i'm not gonna lie especially oh, then no i don't think yeah yeah and move to wherever literally wherever you want in the entire world yep and just yeah live the rest of your days yeah buy a first class ticket on the hindenburg perfect (laughs) or yeah i was gonna say or the titanic but that was way before yeah not way well yeah i mean 1912 i guess yeah i 1912 like um the titanic (laughs) that movie i think it came out did it come out in 97? What year Something did it come like out? Something like that, yeah. 96? Yeah. In, when I was in first grade, I swear to you, <laughs> all we learned about was the Titanic. Yeah. I remember nothing else. <laughs> I know. And we read multiple books multiple. in like story time about the Titanic. Yeah. And there's multiple and, like series yeah. of children's books that are like yes, the Magic are. Tree House or whatever, like those kinds yeah. of books, those series. Yeah. Endless. Yes. Endless. Endless. titanic content yes and so like i will always (laughs) i will be i will be a hundred years old and like laying in and like not know anything but i'll remember the titanic is in 1912 yeah that's it that's all i remember yep same yeah you your like first grade did a bunch of baby books about titanic oh yeah titanic and snakes really yeah i it was i like we were obsessed we were all obsessed. Like we had picture was, books, we had yeah. series, we had novels. Like I, we have never reports. talked about this. I did not know. 
that baby Mariah and baby Casey were yeah. like reading the same books. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It was like the nation was obsessed, obsessed. with the Titanic. Maybe it's because like yeah. the hundred they were preparing for the hundred years in 12 years yeah. from then or whatever oh, well, it was. They, like, when did they find it? Did they find it around there? Oh, maybe that's what it like, was. Yeah. Maybe. And then the movie, obviously. Right. But the movie was like because of the of finding it, yeah. kind of, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like there was some truth to the story or something, yeah. right? Something like I, that. I don't know. Who's the. Um, the director cameron james cameron yeah okay. is that it okay um i didn't he say that that he like only made the movie because he wanted to <laughs> be able to like go yeah. and like look at probably so that yeah. you know yeah I, yeah something like that yeah so all of that to say <laughs> it is I don't know. I don't know. It is very, very, Suspicious. very hard. Yeah. To, yeah. Come Send up with us scenario. your theories. I want to hear your Please theories do. and what. And do you agree with my toilet theory? And do you have you yeah. seen the mummy? And you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it is. I, it is very plausible. I think. Yeah. I mean, I. I think. Ah, sorry, I tried to eat a Twizzler while we were talking. I shouldn't have done that. A regular <laughs> Twizzler or a pull-apart Twizzler? Pull and peel. Yeah, pull okay, okay. We just bought some the other day. We regular. haven't bought them in <gasps> years. It's it's in the air, man. You it's, gotta... it's very odd. Oh. Do you buy them often? No, not at all. What the fuck? Not at all. That's very weird. It is. Isn't yes. that weird, though? <gasps> yes! I think that it's just, I don't know, if I'm like, that's a, maybe I'm like overly <laughs> just like I mean, of course right of course maybe maybe the that's the marketing working the algorithm or whatever maybe fuckers they got us again oh they got us i know we probably just both got like the same like subliminal messaging i okay but speaking of the algorithm very quickly please i got a fucking ad for a uh like a slushy like a dual slushy machine like a home version of a literal 7-Eleven slushy machine. Really? On my Instagram from Amazon. And it was $1,700. And I was a little upset that what? it was so expensive. Because I don't know what the fuck Amazon thinks I have. I was so disappointed. Right. Like, yes, Because you Target, think, like, if you're advertising this. this to me. Right. But I can't afford this. Like, you know this. literally everything about me. So surely right. <laughs> you're showing me ads for you things I can You know what's in my bank account. You know and don't lie they to do. me and tell me that you don't. No, no. Don't. don't. So now my fucking goal is to get a goddamn 7-Eleven slushy machine. Surely there's I, a 7-Eleven somewhere that is selling one. No, for real though. I'm sure. Yeah. That's just a matter of being in the right place at the right time. Exactly. And you can get one, you know. They have destined. <laughs> like, yeah. That was, um, I totally forgot about slushies. Right? I want us. yeah. I was like, you can buy these for your fucking house now? I mean, I guess you always oh. kind of could have, but. But not, not the way. Not, not that way. way not on an Instagram ad. Gosh. If you had helped throw Alfred Lowenstein out of a plane, <laughs> I would have one. Machines you want, yeah. I wouldn't throw him off. Yeah. though. I'd be like, guys, this isn't. 
Let's just ask him for the money. Yeah. Put a gun to his yeah. head, something, threaten him. I don't know. So maybe not that. That's yeah. a little aggressive. Something else. It is. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And I have a really, 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 really hard time thinking that they didn't know. But also. Yeah. Like, wow, they really kept it to themselves. Because even like. like if they he, actually did. Exactly. And that's just, I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they were good at keeping secrets, but I don't think so. And well, you could get yourself into a bad situation, right? If you intentionally true. hire people, if you're doing shady stuff and you hire people who like can keep secrets. Yeah. And then the secret they keep is that they killed you. That's not good. Right, right, right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I can see. Like, did they say anywhere about a will or anything like that? Mm, like, that he that had I... one. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Because um, I can I also see, like, that... if he was a good employer, he would leave, like, money to the pilot and whoever else. Like, yeah. I could see that, too. You know, especially if he's been around for a while. A pilot, yeah. like, you would have to trust a pilot, you know? Right. Especially at that time. Right. It's so new. Right. Because, I mean, you are... I mean, that's... Yeah, you really are trusting them, to right. say the least. And it just feels like yeah. even if there was, like, if they did do something, I don't, I don't know. Like, it just would seem so risky to fuck around on a plane so high in the air being so yeah. new in, you know what I mean? Like, even now it's scary. Like, especially now it's scary because it's right. fast and high right. and all those things. But then, like... I mean, it's this is brand new to your experience, yeah. even if you've done it a couple of times, like it's still and it's loud and shaky, I'm sure, and not the experience we know it to be today. So it would just like, yeah. I, I don't know, I, it would I would think you wouldn't have enough confidence to do something like that. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. And if the whole yeah. point is that you don't die, too, like it seems so right. risky. Yeah. But then I also, this may or may not be real, and this might just be, like, an impression that, like, we have because of the way time works or whatever. But, like, I do feel like people were um, less risk-averse, maybe, mm. at this time. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like That's very fair. Seem, like, people just, you know, did made wilder choices yeah you know just trying everything out um, so that we could have what yeah. we have today right thank you <laughs> Thanks, so much guys. thank you thank you ancestors we love you <laughs> like yeah um, great story oh thank you so much i'm glad that yeah it's i feel guys we have a really 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 good story that I guess I'm maybe just doing that thing where you like over like in your head, you kind of overdo it, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so you're like, not, it feels, it feels like too good to work on sometimes. Is that how it's that like, thing, right? Yeah. Like you want to do it right and you don't want to mess it up yep. and you don't want to, and like, be it is good, definitely headspace to work on it. Right. Yeah. That thing. It's hard. It's, it's not, it, it does not 
it is like a dishonest thing, yeah. right? Like that part of you that's like, you know, I, I don't want to do that. Or like, I want to do that, but I feel like I'm not like going to get it right right now. Or I don't yep. have like, I want to, you know, that perfectionism thing. And I'm not, not a perfectionist for sure. Yeah. Um, no one on earth would ever accuse me <laughs> of being a perfectionist. But you do, like, if you really feel, like, invested in doing a good job on something, yeah. then it, you know, can bring out some of those not-so-good instincts. Yeah. But, but it will, we, it probably, okay, wait, sorry, Mariah, before we do any of this, yes. I want to hear your fact, because oh, I'm very yes. excited. Um, I'm sorry, well, we were no, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Um, but I'm so excited. Just how fucking insane the wildfires are in Canada right now. Oh my like, gosh. Oh my gosh. And for whatever reason, it's like blowing to New York City and just staying in New York City and not going anywhere else. Yeah. Um it's and like horrible yeah it's horrible everywhere it's horrible like all over the the northeast hoping that everybody in canada is safe i know there have been a few deaths already um it's been yeah i mean it's it's horrible it's it is horrible what's happening um and obviously there's a lot of talk about air quality levels um the aqi which is like a metric that the government uses to communicate the air pollution levels in in the air in like your area um and so yeah i guess that's my fact is like talking about this <laughs> but the yeah. the aqi uh measures five major air pollutants um and you can go to airnow.gov which is a real thing air. in the u.s in the u.s that's Air now just beautiful that they decided to name it that for whatever reason um air now air now it's so <laughs> fake dot gov. gov so you know it's real right <laughs> um so but they measure five uh air pollutants and it's uh ground level ozone um particle pollution carbon monoxide sulfur dioxide and nitrogen dioxide and so they kind of they measure these and give like a score that's ranged from zero to 500 500 being the worst um and dangerous for for basically everybody not just um vulnerable populations um and just on average just to give you an idea New York City average sits at 35 uh, micrograms per cubic per cubic meter of air. I don't know how the fuck they measure that, but that's that's not this fact. Um, like an invisible cube. Yeah, like air. what do you? I don't even whatever. Um, I don't know. It's 35. That's the number. Three five. <laughs> um, today, in parts of New York, that number was 483 um unbelievable and just sat there all day and it was like a dystopian nightmare of orange sky that and just like kept getting darker and darker and darker um yeah so it's been it's been a little bit scary um yeah and it's pretty bad to be outside 
Um, I know that we had our windows open and we were like, Ooh, it's, it's getting a little, little hard yeah. to breathe here. I mean, we're pretty high up. So the smoke is, is like just seeps into the house. Oh, but right. Of course. It's been, do your yeah, like window sills look, oh, sorry. do your window sills look dirty? Um, no. I mean, here's the thing though, is that we, keep our windows open 365 days a year so they're not they're not dirty but they're not like super clean you know what i mean but i don't think we would notice Mm. if there was like light dust on it like the cat uses it as a bed and it's not like it's just kind of one of those one of those those types of window window sills in this house um great window sills honestly yeah they are they're real thick and love them yeah that like pre-war building style but yeah, so I don't know, man. Hang in there. Yeah, I know. I don't know, honestly. I, I like, is this what LA like, deals with all the time? That's what I've been wondering. Like, I it seems like that, right? And I, but uh, the wildfires in like Eastern Canada, in like Quebec and like Ontario, like that is not that is not normal. Yeah. This is not a normal thing at no. all. And I don't know what is being destroyed in Canada, but I mean, obviously a lot of forest, yeah. but I like, saw, I, I have like 82 seen, million was, acres. Oh That's what I, the last like, that I saw that was reported. It's like incomprehensible. Right. Like, like I, I, yeah, like. And but I also I haven't seen anything about like people like or like towns having to be evacuated. I just haven't. And part of that's because just how crazy things have been. But like I haven't. I don't know if Canada is doing like just such a good job evacuating people that nobody's been harmed or if like the areas are so remote that it's not. I think I think the opposite. I think uh, not the opposite. Like I I think. as far as I could tell, the last number that I saw, I believe, was nine people have been killed and oh. over 20,000 have been evacuated. But I do wow. know that um, there was something like 430 fires were still uncontained. Um, oh, my gosh. And that, like, the Canadian government has been under some pretty crazy scrutiny because of it. Um, and haven't been doing a great job, but also kind of like understandably so, because do they have, do they have a lot of fires out there? I don't know. And that's, I don't know. know. You don't have like the same detection systems. I assume, I don't know this, but like that they do out West. And if it's caused by like essentially static electricity because it's so dry, that is bad guys that is not normal it is bad yeah i so hope because like a lot of you are in canada and in like our part of canada meaning Mm -hmm. like the east part of canada and i i don't know i obviously hope that everybody is well and safe and good but oh my gosh it is just such a like what, what we're experiencing now yeah is this just what 
every summer is like in California. Right. Or right. in Oregon or wherever, like in the West in general. It does seem to be like sitting for some reason um, over New York. And I don't like, know. Yeah. And like just like the, the tri-state area in general, even parts of Pennsylvania, like it's just, and it's so windy, but it's just been just like swirling around and not really going anywhere. You would think it would be like swept yeah. out to sea, but it's not at all. I mean, it's right. still, it is so smoky. Like I haven't seen the sky in two days. And the last. Did you post the pictures? Uh, I did like, not. I did not on... post them. No, I will though. Yeah. You, I mean, cause it's pretty shocking. Yeah. Like how. Yeah. How hazy or, or uh, smoky, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is so extreme. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's there is so much <sighs> happening. So many things. Um, I know, it's like at work today we were just like we keep working like what right. what do we do? <laughs> like we literally yeah. what do we do? Nothing, I guess. Just close the windows and don't right. go outside. Like, I don't know. We yeah, people who don't live in snowy areas, right? That's their, exactly, when it yeah. snows, like they're, you know, the very natural, like, what do you do? Yeah. And that's how I feel with this mm-hmm. and with, um, like, I've never experienced an earthquake, but I feel like I definitely yeah. don't know what to do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Either situation. You just don't, you just don't Yeah. have the experience or, and needed the information, right? Like. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, but. We hope so much that all of you are safe. Yeah. And we love you all so, so much. I love you so much, Mariah. I love you too, Casey. Thanks for telling that story. I was so wrong about how long this would take. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Thank oh. you so much for for enjoying this nice yeah. long story with me. Yeah, it was good. It was and fun. We love all of you so, so much. And I promise we are going, we have such a good episode that is coming. And maybe we'll do like a random like chit chat, yeah, like thing or something, just to like catch you up on all the the goings on, yeah, in our lives right that now. That would be good. Yeah, but I love you. I love you. I hope you sleep tight. Me too. I hope I hope you're able to like breathe comfortably. Oh, I know it's starting to get really hot in here, and I'm like annoyed because we can't Oof. open the windows. Oh, right. Is it that? Probably. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I can't answer. But I know. <laughs> I hope you are able to sleep. Yes, you and too. breathe comfortably. And I love you. I love you. We love you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pod Crashed. We so hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch with us for any reason, you can email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks so much for being so gracious. Um, I know not all of you follow us on Instagram, which is fine. I also don't have a personal Instagram, so... Um, But we... Long story short, it's going to be a crazy summer, um, and I don't know. You guys are just the best, and thanks for being the best. We bought some land, like just a lot that we're going to use to turn into our little baby farm, and uh, if you would like content about that, 
we'd be more than happy to share that because uh, <laughs> because this podcast was born out of my hyperfixation and the new hyperfixation. And the new hyperfixation is farming. So I don't know, guys. Whatever you want, I want to give it to you. So we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.